0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 20th episode of the radio podcast. I'm your host, Diana, and I'm joined this week, as every week, by Robert.
1: And we hope to greet your open ears with open arms. That's
0: kind of creepy. Little tiny arms to hug you
1: around your ears. (laughs) Tiny little fingers. That doesn't make any sense. All too true. So let us welcome you, the listener, to this, our first anniversary oh, episode. Oh, that's right. We
0: posted our first episode on the 24th of September in 2015. But before we get into all of that, we've got some events to cover.
1: We do indeed. Flint update. What the actual fuck? Part... Who knows anymore?
0: Things are getting litigious in Michigan. Or, should I say, things are getting blocked from being
1: litigious. (laughs) Because there's nothing like stopping legislation against yourself or a lawsuit against yourself by imposing a body and board that the party that wishes to sue has to go through to get to you and they can't because of the board that you appointed to prevent them from getting through... Wow. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> Is there one? Well, in the beginning, there was the slithy shit that crawled from the slime. No, and no. Became in, in the beginning,
0: there, <laughs> in the beginning, there was a terrible, terrible decision to change the water source to the Flint River. Um, when all this stuff was uh, coming out back in uh, 2015 there was a board appointed by the state of Michigan to kind of act as... Um, Gatekeeper? Yeah, cl- the clearinghouse, I guess. That, that Because there were so many lawsuits that were going to be coming forward, um, there was a board that was set up so that way everything could go through them. But this also included the city of Flint, Michigan's ability uh, to sue the state for making this decision would have to go through this state-appointed board. Um, And now that things are kind of far enough removed and and, in a holding pattern and settled down, the mayor of Flint, Karen Weaver, is ready to move forward with a lawsuit against the state and now that state-appointed board is saying, yeah,
1: no. Bizarre. It's truly twisted. I, I've i been reading these articles, trying to wrap my head around how this happens. How this happens. Bureaucracy.
0: That's, that's how it happens. Bureaucracy and capitalism mushed together in the most horrible of bedfellows way. And this is what you get.
1: Uh, Can I return to a phrase I've used in the past? Okay. First world country? Yes. Question mark. Doesn't behave like one. There's a lot of little tin pot dictators around there that have their own triumphal music and come marching out in a way that's better suited to... The, what is it, World Wrestling Entertainment or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The people that got smashed down by the Pandas years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> the WWF uh-huh. brings real game. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But these people, how is this remotely. The, it's certainly not moral, and the legality of it should be questionable at, at every stage, and it's one of those areas where the the Constitution is used almost against itself mm-hmm. to, to try and justify the action of some duplicitous shits who would be better off smashing rocks in a facility somewhere than banging a gavel. Well,
0: uh, keeping on our legal theme for our Flint update this week, um, we've got our first set of uh, hearings for the individuals that have been brought up on charges, we've got a no-contest plea uh, made Mm -hmm. by, yeah, Corinne Miller. She is a retired state employee um, who acted as the... She is the former director of the State Department of Health and Human Services Bureau of Epidemiology. This... All ties in to our report last week about the outbreak of Legionnaires that's going on um, around Flint. Back when the crisis started in 2014-2015 uh, about a dozen people died and more than 90 people were sickened with Legionnaires disease um, and basically her pleading no contest is saying Yeah, the outbreak was directly related to the switch uh, of the water sources. So... Sorry about that.
1: But no further action.
0: Well, she's pleading no contest. She's not pleading Mm -hmm. not guilty. She's not pleading guilty. She's pleading no contest. I think they want to use her in further litigation. Mm
1: -hmm. Which is
0: why they're letting her do this. Because... The reports are also saying that she faces sentencing um, next April and she'll likely be sentenced to probation.
1: So she's using this as an ability to escape jail time for her previous actions but shop those others that should be more culpable for bigger sentencing in relation to this.
0: Right, because the prosecutors dropped, um, she had two felony counts against her and they dropped those for her no contest plea.
1: Uh-huh. You mean I actually understood all of that?
0: Sure, sure. Wow. We sound really good right now.
1: Oh, awesome. Ha, this is totally like awesome and stuff. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> like totally. I mean, we like sound like professional.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap that up by saying that there are seven current and former state employees that are currently facing felony charges for their alleged roles. In the drinking water crisis So this is just the first word. of them uh, Alleged Oh yes
1: oh, yeah. One of the most useful words in the English language
0: Yeah. So um, Flint we got your back And uh, as always everyone We will give you another update next time
1: We really wish we didn't have to
0: Oh I so wish It's going to be a long um, time coming though
1: And we focus on Flint, but that's not to say that we're unaware that there are others around the the country and possibly even further afield that we're unaware of. So if you, as a listener in a catchment area are affected by this, drop us a line, let us know, and if you want to talk about it on the show, we can include for that.
0: It's true. We have the technology.
1: Yeah, we didn't build it, but we use it.
0: (laughs) As with everything. (laughs)
1: Okay, moving on? Moving on. San Francisco is taking the pizza. So, uh, apologies to Diana for the headline, but anyway... uh,
0: (laughs) It's okay. It's a fun engineering story. I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: I allow it <laughs> All right, we have a special dispensation people. We have a special dispensation. Let's not waste this opportunity so for <laughs> San Francisco the city by the bay has been Low-rise construction because that's what works there. I mean, it, it's coastal. It's Essentially squishy. It's backfill. Um, it is what it is so of late uh, you got Silicon Valley and the growth of the area and with the growth of the area, you know, it, it looks back east and sees cities like Boston and New York and all those other places, those thriving conurbations. and.
0: Don't try and do that accent again. It was bad.
1: What, New York? <laughs> oh, I found something to irritate you with. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> So anyway, go had you limey bastard. Uh-huh. Why, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's awfully for-noticing, old thing. What? Let's go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, San Francisco looked back east, saw large conurbations with high-rise construction, thought, uh-huh, we can get ourselves some of that. So they started putting up tall buildings. One of them is Sinking. The 58-story Millennium Tower uh, that was certified for occupation in, I think, 2009, um, in that time has sunk by a depth of 16 inches. That's so much. <laughs> yeah, That's of, so much. Part of the reason is um, it's basically built on squishy backfill. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah.
1: Which um, is gradually going to move out of the way because, as I understand it, the foundations were not dug down to the bedrock. Well, uh, or at least to a suitable depth. uh,
0: And here's where I step in as an engineer, and uh, my dear friend Cheryl, who's a structural engineer, uh, can weigh in even more. So if the ground underneath it is compacted properly, then you don't need to go down to bedrock. I mean, you're you're up in the mountains of New Hampshire. Bedrock is easy to find.
1: <laughs> I scuff my toe in it those days. Most yeah, days. yeah.
0: We uh, most most places bedrock is not you know, 18 inches below. You don't have to blast for basements around here.
1: No, we mostly have to worry about radon gas, but that's a different issue. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, going down to bedrock is not uh, mandatory. What is mandatory is proper compaction and making sure you've done things. California is notorious for earthquakes. San Francisco area is known for moving. And there's a phenomenon um, called liquefaction, which is
1: Really when... fun.
0: <laughs> So what ends up happening is anytime the earth moves, which is more frequently than is reported because there are little tiny earthquakes out there all the time, it moves the ground just enough that this building can sink just a little bit. So uh, a big issue that's been going on with this is that the city asked the engineering firm for the official records.
1: Well, the other part of the issue is that not just that it's sinking, It's sinking unevenly. It's no longer true. As in the (coughs) engineering sense of true. It's no longer vertical. I'm not sure quite what angle it's off by because I couldn't find a number on it. But I'm going to take that as being not a good sign. Mm -hmm. Because if it sinks more by one side than the other, then... um... Yeah, it's not like the Leaning Tower of Pisa that started sinking to one side during construction. And so they... Kept well, it was it never
0: inhabited either.
1: Uh, no, but, I mean, at least they knew it was happening during construction, which is why the thing's got that little bit of a, a curve to it, if you look at it. Um, this thing was, was built vertically and now is off at an angle. And it doesn't have to be off by very much for bad things to start to happen. I mean, it's 58 stories. Do we know what level of vertical inclination it will take for an elevator to no longer run properly? Or for you to just be able to physically feel the effect of it being off
0: now i'm i'm not sure i am looking at the fact that not only is this uh high-rise sinking but it is a 400 unit million dollar <laughs> like each one of these is expensive as fuck
1: uh-huh. to use a
0: technical term the um tower has attracted here's just a some of the residents of the tower, or at least people who own property in it, uh, NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana, San Francisco Giants outfielder Hunter Pence, Tib co founder and Sacramento Kings owner, and I apologize for butchering this, anybody who knows anything about sports, uh, Vivek Renadive, um, and the late venture capitalist Tom Perkins, who paid more than $9 million for the penthouse. Wow.
1: That's...
0: It says, uh, yeah. speaking to your angle issue, it's sunk 16 inches and is tilting at least 2 inches to the northwest <laughs> since it was completed 8 years ago.
1: Uh, is that 2 inches at the top, I would assume?
0: I, I hope so.
1: I don't know. I mean, I I know that with the Leaning Tower of Pisa, when it started to sink some more, they boarded it in an angle from off to one side and sunk uh, additional, pi- you know, structural concrete underneath it to shore up the ground below it. Um, and but- it looks
0: like some of
1: the issues
0: too is that they were, uh, again. Because of this building boom that's going on out there, somebody started um, building a new transit center for the city in the lot adjacent to this. And so they excavated a 60 foot deep hole next to the tower. And the owners of the Millennium Tower, the Millennium Partners, are saying that it was the Transbay Joint Powers Authority who's the transit authority, basically, that it's their fault for undermining...
1: Yeah, but I'd read something else where the um, subsidence and the angle predated the construction next...
0: Probably. I mean, it's it's everybody's pointing fingers at everybody else because this is just a giant (laughs) not-awesomeness.
1: And if this thing goes, I mean, it's... It's a city of scrapers at this point, and if this thing starts to tilt, you said it was going off to the north?
0: Uh, n- northwest. It's tilted at least two inches to the northwest since it was completed eight years ago.
1: So whatever that building is that's, uh, is that the Beale Street Plaza? Yeah, is that's not going to be comfortable for anybody.
0: No. Sinking and tilting. Yay, San Francisco. (laughs)
1: Congratulations.
0: (laughs) You've made it.
1: Uh, We may follow up on this story periodically, like when it falls over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of
1: fun. Should we move on from this? Yeah, let's. Moving on. Flushing out the bathroom bullshit.
0: In this case, we are talking about the North Carolina HB 2 law, the one that states that you have to go to the bathroom in the restroom that was assigned to your gender at birth. You might remember this bullshit from the spring. Well, it's back with a vengeance here. Back then, there was a series of stories. Just before this bill got signed into law, I believe it was Georgia had a law that was trying to be put into effect, basically said the same thing. Um, Disney came in at that time and said, hey, if you sign this law, we're going to pull all of our productions out of your state. And basically kind of uh, economically coerced them into doing what was morally correct I like to think of it as capitalism actually being put to work in the proper way.
1: It was sort of the mouse that roared. (laughs) Sure. Which which is a throwback title for some Peter Sellers fans out there. Let's see how many people picked up on that reference. Uh,
0: Peter who? Anyway, um, (laughs) so here we are. Um, North Carolina is the South. What's big in the South? But college sports, college football, college basketball. Um, I heard a quote this week that uh, you know North Carolina is known for the three Bs: uh, barbecue, shit, barbecue, basketball, and bullshit. At this point, I don't know what the other one was. I can't remember. I'm making it bullshit.
1: Baseball, football.
0: Well, no, no, no. So basketball is a huge, huge deal in North Carolina with Duke and uh, NC State and a whole bunch of other big powerhouse basketball um, colleges there. And basically, the NCAA said we are going to move our seven championship events that we had scheduled in North Carolina out because of this. Uh, Because of this bill It's discriminatory and it's bullshit And we're not going to stand behind it And Kind of They got a double whammy of sorts When the ACC Which is the Atlantic Coast Conference Which is one of the conferences In the NCAA um, Say that
1: three times first ACC NCAA the ACC, what was it, Atlantic Coast Conference? You said. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still listening. Okay,
0: I'm. I'm going to lose you in college sports here. Mohokey. I'm all about. I know all about the ACC.
1: <laughs> okay, because I have absolutely no idea on these parts. Bro. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, so the ACC, which is based in North Carolina, um, followed up the the next day and said, "Hey, we're." going to do one better than what the NCAA is doing. We're pulling all of the league championships out of North Carolina. The baseball, basically like the College World Series is coming out. Um, I believe there was a swimming championship. There was golf. There was a tennis championship. Um, They're pulling them all out of North Carolina. And we're talking about millions and millions of dollars worth of revenue that is going to be lost to a number of localities where the all of these championships were going to take place never mind you know the the big championships that the NCAA was going to host for basketball that was going to be in Charlotte and um, we're talking about big money and um, yeah Um, so I just need to read this this is the actual statement That was released by the North Carolina GOP spokeswoman to everything that's going on. This is an actual press release and I need to say that now. I'll say it again at the end because this is an actual official response. This is so absurd it's almost comical. I genuinely look forward to the NCAA merging all men's and women's teams together as singular, unified, unisex teams. Under the NCAA's logic, colleges should make cheerleaders and football players share bathrooms, showers, and hotel rooms. This decision is an assault to female athletes across the nation. If you are unwilling to have women's bathrooms and locker rooms, how do you have a women's team? I wish the NCAA was this concerned about the women who were raped at Baylor. Perhaps the NCAA should stop with their political peacocking and instead focus their energies on making sure our nation's collegiate athletes are safe, both on and off the field. Again, the official GOP response from Cammie Mueller, the spokeswoman of the North Carolina GOP.
1: The difficult part of this is as a podcast host being stuck for words because we're supposed to say something, and I'm not going to reveal how long an edit this was to get to the point where we had words again. But um, some advice for the author Uh, go fuck yourself.
0: I don't understand. It's like they, it's, she genuinely. Like, almost goes out of her way to miss
1: the point. Yes. It's the art of cognitive dissonance that they have so... that they've mastered over the past years, which is why the, Trump is now... Yeah. Yep,
0: I was about to lead, say the same thing.
1: Um, interestingly, if I can... Um, uh, I don't really want to get into the subject nope. of Trump, but uh, in terms of the cognitive Dissonance that's required There's a a storybook by an author, Terry Pratchett In his book, Guards, Guards there's A dragon arrives and takes over the city And demands virgin sacrifices Periodically And one of the characters says Won't let people fight you on this And another character says In time they'll come to accept it to the point That if anybody tells them it's a bad idea They'll fight them on it And the same thing seems to be happening here That there is this Acceptance of the Cheeto dragon in their midst, and their brains are simply shut down from rational thought, which is why you end up with statements like this, because they are so used to being not only out of touch, but denying um, anybody else's reality, that this is a logical statement for these people.
0: Yeah, um, I guess, so I guess the governor, Pat McCrory, had somewhat of a slightly different um, angle to come at this from um, and he his official statement uh, said, I strongly encourage all public and private institutions to both respect and allow our nation's judicial system to proceed without economic threats or political retaliation towards the 22 states that are currently challenging the government overreach. Um, that's where he's talking about um, I guess those 22 states currently um, suing the Obama administration for their guidance on basically letting students um, in public schools use the bathroom of the gender which they identify.
1: Um, Yeah, people don't generally do this for fun. As a side note, um, I'm a fairly regular shopper at Target. I've used the bathrooms there on a number of occasions. There is nothing to get excited about in a Target bathroom. So, those people who were worried about anything in a target bathroom, I think your fears are misplaced.
0: Yeah. So I think, and specifically from uh, the the governor's statement, you know, going on to say that you know we need to let everybody proceed without economic threats or political retaliation. This is again a situation where um, I don't know. I feel like uh, capitalism is finally working towards. the the, the better the greater good you know it's like like in the 60s where people sure okay you don't serve blacks at your restaurant all right well then people aren't going to go to your restaurant and now oh now i'm being discriminated against yeah well guess what you discriminated against people people found Mm you vile and didn't want to
1: associate with you or spend their money there
0: yep and and so they didn't and now you're out of business and that's just what happens North Carolina guess what sorry for your luck maybe you should be less vile
1: Uh, we wish you luck with that (laughs) Uh. there's a lot of stuff in here and um, there are way more complex issues than we've really covered but if somebody has to go pee let them go pee they are generally if they're in the women's bathroom going to be in a stall where the door is closed And you need know nothing about it. If you want to go even further, abandon the American style metal wall things that Mm -hmm. have like a foot and a half gap Mm -hmm. at the bottom, which I suppose is easier for cleaning when you got, you know, the mop swishing round. and go to the European style where it's floor to ceiling with a floor to ceiling door. Ooh. You mean uh, like
0: an actual bathroom?
1: Uh uh-huh, hey, and how about one big unisex bathroom with a row of sinks and a row of just stalls all the way along? Because here's something else, is that um, I I know there hasn't been an actual study on this, but there's probably a PhD paper in this somewhere, is the effect of the smartphone on bathroom behavior in males. (laughs) Because I know, I know that, uh, I'm going to throw a ballpark figure out here, between 60 and 80% of my male colleagues at work Use a stall now instead of the urinal because they want to tinker on their phone for two or three minutes instead of just getting on with the job.
0: You know what? Fantasy football uh, is a real thing, <laughs> and uh, if you don't set your line up, bad things happen, man.
1: <laughs> I have no idea how you segwayed from what I said into that. Because that's where you do it. Oh, shit. The game's tonight.
0: I need to have my lineup set.
1: Oh, okay. I can't Uh, do it at my desk. Uh, Disclaimer. Um, I don't do the whole fantasy football thing. I don't do the Pokemon Go. I don't do the... You're so old. You're adorable. IKR, (laughs) right? I I I have Pool Break Pro on my phone, so, you know, if you need to, you... You're playing snooker
0: on there, aren't you?
1: Uh, if the need arises, there may be a full game of snooker, otherwise pool should do it, but (laughs) TMI all the way across this. (laughs) The the, the point is, when somebody's in the stall, leave them the fuck alone. Um, You know, maybe they're getting top score, maybe they're checking Facebook, maybe they're posting, there's some idiot sticking their head underneath the side of the stall right now. In which case, take a picture and shame them on Facebook.
0: There you go. Should we move on? I think we should. Moving, Moving on. on.
1: This um, comes to us from the Massachusetts Supreme Court that has ruled that black men may have a legitimate reason for running from police and that that should not be seen as being suspicious when a black male runs from a police encounter um, this dates back um, some number of years where they throw out a conviction against the gentleman who um, had run from police the police recovered a weapon nearby and accused him of having had it but there was no connection of it to him previously but the the fact remains that because of the history and nature of encounters that black males tend to have with police the fleeing from such an encounter cannot be seen as a sign of guilt there, there is a, a quote from the article that says the finding that black males in Boston are disproportionately and repeatedly targeted for field interrogation and observation encounters suggests a reason for flight totally unrelated to consciousness of guilt. So when a black male sees a police officer who may have an interest in him or whether or not he has done something, he is uh, entitled to go, you know what, I'm out of here.
0: Especially after this past week. I mean, it, it's, been, it's been terrible. The last... I can't even say. The last two or three years has been hard to see. But it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's just started then. It just means that because of the availability of people to take pictures and get media out instantly, it's just been made more visible this has been going on for I, forever. I mean in, uh, I can't say forever.
1: No and the I mean the year uh, well I'm not sure that the early history of it is um, but it certainly seems to have become more prevalent again and maybe it was always just the case that people had the, the feeling that this was the case.
0: Yeah, I don't think that this is anything new. I think it's it's visibility has been raised.
1: The internet, the mm instantaneousness of news, the Mm -hmm. availability of news, social media, the ability to record and upload video and audio of encounters almost in real time now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: And and I think that, I mean, I I have a a good friend who is um, military and she's, uh, she's black and she's stationed overseas right now um, with her son and she has said she's going to do everything she can to remain stationed overseas as long as she can because she fears to bring her son back to the country
1: where and I, and I
0: don't blame her I, I don't blame her one bit
1: can we say where she's stationed or not I don't want to yeah I'm
0: she's she's in Germany right now and okay. um i i you know she, I don't blame her one bit um you know
1: it's it's because it feels like almost every one of these encounters i mean there's um, there's chatter about well if they just obeyed police instructions well this wouldn't have happened well i think part of the the problem that um from having listened to some of these is that normally it's at least one officer barking and shouting instructions which depending on the individual, may cause more confusion than less. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to be trained or use language designed to de-escalate a situation, to, to calm an individual down, to try and uh, pacify a situation before it's gotten out of hand, and that then the slightest move by an individual are being yelled at to do something that they may not have understood will result in shots being fired because they were making a hostile move, or whether or not there was any hostile intent in the. Or, you know,
0: walking away from them with their hands above their head, or sitting Mm -hmm. on the ground with their hands above their head next to an autistic child who they are trying to get the cops to not shoot, or, you know, complying entirely with a police officer's instructions while they're sitting in a car, Telling the officer that they're reaching for a wallet And when they reach for their wallet They get shot
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, whatever
1: And so part of the solution to this I think has to come from The police forces changing The the demographic from which they're hiring I've, I read an account that um, They're not always looking for The brightest and the smartest There's an IQ range within which they select Mm-hmm so that they want, you know, a a certain type of individual. Um, I feel relatively lucky, actually, in the town that I work, there's uh, an event that I worked a number of years ago, and one of the officers there was of uh, Persian descent, not giving his exact country of nationality away, Uh, but he'd moved over and then taken the opportunity to join the the police because it's what he'd done in his home country uh, and he brought a different aspect to the force that had not been there before um, and I think it played out well for everybody and um, I had a couple of interactions with him that were not to do with anything that I was actually doing uh, which was amusing on both occasions but the, the nature of it is that it need, the, policing works best when it de-escalates tension first I, mean, there's, I read of a case where the police organized a late night raid on, a, an, an in, on an individual's apartment and they burst through the door without announcing themselves first and he picked up his gun and fired at whatever was coming through the doorway because he was fearing a home invasion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they charged him with assaulting a police officer but at that point in time he was not aware that said individual was a police officer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. I mean, we are a small podcast. We can't solve everything. Um, but you know, for for any powers that be that are listening, um, try a little de-escalation first. Have one individual selected from the the authority side to talk. In a calm, slow, measured voice with an intention of de-escalating the situation so that no shots need be fired from either side. I agree. Yeah, I think we can wrap it up, can't we? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we're going to call time on this article. Uh, There's so much more that we could cover in such massive depth, Uh, but it's... I think in many respects beyond our ability to do so we'll have to look to mr. John Oliver for that he's, he's got himself an Emmy he can he can take care of the deeper dive on this stuff <laughs> yeah uh, I think we need to to move on
0: yep let's move on to fun things okay anniversary things
1: that sounds like a very good idea. there will be cake cutting and balloons and champagne and so on yay. <laughs> A year in radio. I can't believe we've been doing this a whole year. Yep, yeah, we posted our first episode on the 24th of September, 2015, and it had a download on the 21st, download on the 25th. Ooh. <laughs> that was before anyone was subscribed,
0: like our awesome listeners now are.
1: Uh-huh, uh, and we know there are a few of you because we post it and about a couple of hours later it's got... 20 hits or so with people who it's coming just straight down to a device somewhere so for those that are doing that a heartfelt thank you
0: and for those of you who aren't um why the heck not and you should probably do that now and uh it's just it's easier for all of us if you just subscribe we have your (laughs) best interest in mind telling you that
1: (laughs) that's a first No, that wasn't in the show notes, was it? You, you froze up.
0: I didn't hear anything that you said. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. <laughs>
1: I was just being goofy.
0: You are never goofy. Who,
1: me? No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, but one of the things we've been looking at is the stats of where people have been listening from. And through SoundCloud, we know that we get People listen to this offline, so uh, this number is perhaps a, a little low. At the time of recording, um, SoundCloud has a total number of hits of 1,942 across all our episodes of everything. i pretty damn stoked by that. Thank yeah, you for that's, everybody. Yeah, that's just very taking impressive. Thanks, guys. What's also impressive is a list of the. Well, let's have a, a quick guess. Everybody out there. Uh, think of a number in terms of the number of countries that you think we've been listened to to in Uh, pop quiz how many countries are there in the world I don't know a lot a
0: lot is the correct answer
1: Uh, then probably plus so many as well depending on Mm -hmm. the political state of the day we've been listened to in 30 of them wow 30
0: feel all Oh, special. <laughs>
1: uh, and they are an interesting collection of places. There's some, some ones that we expect. There's some ones that we did not. And some others that were, where the hell is that?
0: I, I just find it uh, encouraging that we haven't been arrested or threatened or uh, got any cease and desist orders yet. So I'm, I'm just going to keep going with that.
1: It's because nobody important. Listen. Shh.
0: 30 countries, Rob.
1: We're famous. Should we have a quick rundown of where they are? Alright, let's do it. Starting with Australia, Belgium, Brazil,
0: the British Virgin Islands,
1: Canada, Egypt, France, Germany, Guatemala, Haiti, Hong Kong. Hi, Kenneth. <laughs> India, Ireland, Italy jamaica
0: kenya libya mexico morocco Myanmar,
1: the netherlands
0: new zealand hey nathan peru the philippines the seychelles which is a beautiful place because when we saw that pop up we went what (laughs) that's a country
1: uh yeah Can, can we do an outside broadcast from there if the if the person listening is in the Seychelles, can we come do an outside broadcast, please? Singapore, Spain, Sweden, the United Kingdom.
0: Who would listen to us over there?
1: Stuart Wilson.
0: <laughs> That's right. The winner of our <laughs> word search, um, and of course, the good old United States.
1: Thirty countries around the world
0: thank you everyone and please 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 keep listening share with a friend <laughs>
1: uh, and the music that's been playing underneath this is Mr. chord's tribute to Vince Guaraldi not currently available commercially but we aim to change that
0: <laughs> we just want to give our deep thanks uh, to Mr. James chord for all of our music our intro music our outro music our in between music uh,
1: the special music episodes that we've had.
0: That's right. He he's an amazing composer, and uh, we are very lucky to have him as a friend of the show.
1: Very much so. And as he has more music coming out and permits, we will add that to more specials. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good year, Rob.
1: It's been a very good year, Diana. This is. I'm enjoying this. On to the
0: election. <laughs>
1: I was enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, on that note, how about a denouement?
0: Alright, let's let's denou this. new mom as always our loyal listeners and dear friends uh you guys can get in contact with us through our website www.radio-podcast.net um it's got our email addresses and the link to our facebook page
1: we also have a twitter account do we
0: not yes we do uh it's at underscore radio podcast and um one other thing that came to my attention recently, I mm-hmm. got one of those awesome new exploding Note 7s with a new cell phone. <laughs> and um, I wasn't really happy with the uh, podcast app that I had on my old phone, so I took the opportunity with a new phone to find a new app. And I started using Podbean, which I very much like n- No plug or anything for it. But um, when I was on there, I noticed that I couldn't find our podcast on there. Um, so I did a little bit of digging and I was able to add us to the Podbean uh, RSS feed where they feed their app. So if you guys have a favorite podcasting app that you use and you can't find us on there, just drop us a line, let us know, and we will happy. T- we would be happy to... Um, get ourselves on there to make your lives easier and uh, definitely has ourselves nothing more. to do with getting us more exposure or anything.
1: Because <laughs> after that court case, the last thing we need is more exposure. Shh. It was a pending. It's pending. The buttons fell off the coat.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was your fault you didn't have anything on underneath it.
1: <laughs> That's why I was wearing the coat. <laughs> 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 uh. That sounds like a suitable low note to edit this episode. Mr
0: Secor
1: Get us out of here.
0: Oh <laughs> bye everyone
1: <laughs> <laughs>